Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovee and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovee, it's always game day in Buffalo. Matt, do I still have you? All right, we do not have Matt, so that's okay. I'm just going to keep talking here about the defense because Matt is driving. We hope he's okay, obviously, but we want to make sure that – you know, he gets a chance to reconnect here in a moment. So the defense, they did not have a very good start to this game. First two drives for the Cincinnati Bengals, as I alluded to earlier, they had 20 plays, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Um, not the start you want. And I think it was like 130, it looks like 130 yards, two touchdowns. And it put the Bills in a tough spot. I will say after that, punt punt and then the touchdown on a broken down play it's just unfortunate a check down uh leaking out of the backfield uh the normal what fullback tight end basically leaks out of the backfield and sample drew sample and joe burrow finds him he runs for a touchdown but the story of this game on the defensive side might be how they're trying to basically put everything together with duct tape and you know tape <laughs> tape duct tape whatever you want to call it matt as he rejoins us here I'm just going through the defense here and the first two drives, not what you want to see. But after that, they did a decent job of kind of patching it together and figuring it out, even with some of the injuries. Terrell Bernard leaves. They have um, corners getting hurt. Russell Douglas had to come in, and he winds up. He was playing in a rotation for Dane Jackson. Then he came in and played for Christian Benford, who was hurt later. So the defense figured it out a little bit, but still gave up a little bit too much in the passing game. I thought overall too much easy pitch and catch. It reminded me in too many ways of the playoff game where they just had too many easy looks and catches down the field to keep drives moving. Yeah. I mean, they dug themselves into a hole and then they were not able to obviously escape it because even though they only gave up three points in the second half, they started so slow offensively. I saw a stat that 21 points in the first half is the most that this team has given up in several years. I believe it was. So that was a little bit uncharacteristic for them. You're going against a really good opponent who's going to make plays. I think what made this game so tough for the Bills defense 
is the Bengals the exact opposite of what we just talked about for the Bills. They started utilizing everybody because the Bills were so heavily focused on Jamar Chase. They're like, we're not going to let Jamar Chase beat us. So T. Higgins had a huge game. Their tight ends, who maybe some people had not even heard of before, all had a big game. And then obviously you still had your other complimentary pieces like Joe Mixon, like Tyler Boyd. So I thought the defense played a good game. I think they played a great second half. And I certainly do not think that they are the reason why the Bills lost this game. Like I said a little bit ago, 24 points against the Bengals should be enough to get you a win. The defense was good enough. It wasn't great, but it was good enough. The offense is what let them down this week. Yeah, the de- defensively, you, the Bengals were very successful on third down. That hurt them a lot. Uh, they were 8 of 15, but the Bills were too. Bills were 7 of 12, even a higher percentage. Both teams very, very good on third down. The Bills, one thing the defense did very well was stop the run game. They, they kind of made the Bengals one-dimensional too, which I thought late in the game, I was some curious play calling by Zach Taylor, but I think they just figured they couldn't run the ball, Matt. Um, they had a total of only 54 yards rushing, only 2.5 yards Per run the Cincinnati Bengals so late in the game was playing into the Bills hands where when the Bills had to get the ball back the Bengals were still throwing it but then that huge play to Tyler Boyd how about the aggressive play call by Zach Taylor on that final drive on first down to hit Tyler Boyd the Bills have a chance maybe to get the ball back but they do they get one play and get almost out to um you know field goal range and then really at the very end of the game Von Miller loses contain and that was all she wrote and he he talked about it after the game and said he's got to be better in that situation so it just seemed like it was a little too much to overcome Look, I, I don't think Tyrell Dotson was very good to start the game. He missed a run fit. They were attacking him totally in coverage. But when he went to middle linebacker, he got, he settled in. When he went to middle linebacker and Dorian Williams came in at will, I give those guys credit. I think they did a pretty decent job the rest of the game. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing that's so confusing because when Terrell Bernard got – and there's no court. Like, Terrell Bernard's a good player, and he has proven that he's a good yeah. player this year. But when Terrell Bernard left – and when Christian Benford got hurt, the defense got really, really steady and consistent, and then they only gave mm-hmm. up three points in the entire second half. So I'm sure it's more of a schematic change than it is just missing those guys and replacing those guys because I think they're at their best when they're both on the field. But it's weird how it all worked itself out. Obviously, they were able to really contain Joe Mixon, which is good because it made them a little bit more one-dimensional. It's, it's just – you had no answers for the wide receivers that Dane Jackson played a really good game, but on yeah, that I last so play on that last play, the Tyler, not the last play, but the big play to Tyler Boyd that puts him in field goal range and essentially ices the game. Like he's one-on-one with Taron and he just beats yep. him. He, he just beats him. So it's a tough one, but that's just the way it is. They're playmakers. They have more of them and they were able to finally make the big play that the Bills were not able to. Early in the game, Sam Martin, a couple of poor punts, you know, um, just line drives. Special teams haven't been great this year. They were very good a week ago, but another area where, look, if you're going to you're gonna have some issues on offense or on defense, your special teams have to step up and be better. They haven't really helped this team as much as you might want for this year. On the defensive side, though, the injuries. So leaving the game, you have Terrell Bernard, who was ruled out with a head injury. So I'm sure we'll hear from Sean McDermott later. He's in concussion protocol. Not official yet, but that's usually how that would go. You just mentioned it. Christian Benford goes out of the game. We don't see him. We don't get an official injury update. We find out after the game from Sean McDermott. He had a hamstring. Remember, he was placed on the, he was put on the injury report late in the week with a hamstring, but he was good uh-huh. to go. So, but obviously that happened. And then Micah Hyde has a stinger 
which I got to be honest, Matt, that's very concerning considering the neck injury he had last year. You hope Michael Hyde's okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they just the injuries, when you add all of those on top of Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, Trenavious White, they're obviously already very banged up. I think that I've always thought this team needs to lean into the offense if they're going to accomplish anything. But right now, the offense is not doing anything. They are not producing nearly as well as they should be. So the defense has had to kind of bail them out a couple games here and probably did enough to bail them out of yesterday's game, but the offense wasn't good enough. But at after a certain point, you can only do so much. And if you're going to now go into a game, and it's way too early to know, but if you go into the next game that you play with six backups on the field, I, I don't care who the offense is. And it's not like the Broncos right. stink offensively. Like, you've got a tall task, and – that's the thing that's so concerning. It's just they, they can't stop the bleeding. The injuries just keep piling up, and they're all on the same side of the ball. All right. Well, it's a good segue into what I want to wrap up with here, which is the big picture about both the team and where they stand and specifically the offense going forward. 